Welcome to episode number five of In the Know with WTO, the podcast all about West Texas opportunities and nonprofits. I'm Brian Rodriguez, and thank you for listening. We can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else that you listen. Please subscribe so you can be notified anytime we have a new episode. And follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, and to find us, search for West Texas Opportunities. We can also be found on Anchor, anchor.fm forward slash WTO. And inside Anchor, you can record a message for us with any comments or suggestions. And those messages that you record, uh, we can play on a future episode if you have any comments or any suggestions about what we talked about. You can also email us at podcast at gowto.org with any suggestions or if you'd like to tell your story on a future episode. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, please rate the podcast and leave a review and tell a friend or family member about us. On today's episode, I have Diane Cortez joining me. Diane is the Fleet uh, and Operations Manager. She works for our transportation program. Uh, thank you, Diane, for coming in. Thank you for having me, Brian. Yes, I'm, I'm glad you were able to join us. I know it's a little bit outside your comfort zone to be on a on a microphone being recorded, but I think it, you have some great stories to share with us uh, with your experience in in not so not just the transportation program, but agency wide. Yes. So, um, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Um, I'm the oldest of five siblings. I have one sister, and I have uh, three brothers, and I have one stepbrother and two stepsisters that uh, live in Lubbock. Uh, I was raised by my dad and uh, my grandma here in La Mesa. I was born and raised here in La Mesa. And I have uh, four children. I have one son, three daughters. I have seven grandkids and uh, two step-granddaughters. Uh, and I'm a great-grandma of uh, five. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> yes. big family. Yes. And uh, what first led you to to work for us? Well, um, like I said, I've, I've lived here in La Mesa. I uh, I uh, worked at um, Alco when I, when Alco was here, and uh, I worked at um, the hospital, Medical Arts Hospital, and I worked at the Sage Nursing Home uh, when uh, I didn't even uh, know that West Texas Opportunities, I guess, existed until '93. Um, um, I actually, uh, me, my sister, and my brother and my sister-in-law all uh, started our GED classes here with uh, Mr. Morales. And so that's when I was introduced to West Texas Opportunities back in 93. Good, good. Yeah, I know we've had many programs over the years, and uh, they all kind of try to meet our mission statement of helping remove those barriers that, that people have. And GED is uh, not having a high school diploma and getting a GED is one of those barriers. And we no longer operate that program, but we have uh, a few other agencies in town that, that do that. But it's it's nice to have those programs available. Yes, it is. And what first brought you to work for us? Like, well, at the time, uh, I was working at the Sage Nursing Home. I was a dietary supervisor there. And uh, when you work at a nursing home, a lot of times uh, you have you work by census. So if the nursing home is not completely filled up, then they start cutting hours. And so um, I was a single mom raising four kids. And so I had to kind of look and see where I could uh, 
where there was a better opportunity for me. And uh, I saw the ad that they were hiring uh, drivers. And that's when I was like, wow, where is this company at? West Texas Opportunities, like I said. I mean, I was introduced to it in 93, but it had been a while then. So Yes, yes. And I think a lot of us go through that same thing where you see those tracks, buses all over town. You you hear about Head Start, but you never really put two and two together until you're actually there. I know myself, I drove by our office for years at a time and I never really noticed it there. And it's yes. it's weird how things work out in, in, in the future. Yes. And like I said, I mean, my, my son and my daughter both came to uh, the Head Start. So back then I used to volunteer. Uh, and uh, so I enjoyed doing that. But like I said, a lot of times, I guess, uh, depending what type of work you're doing or what, you kind of don't pay attention to a lot of the stuff here in La Mesa, regardless if you live here in La Mesa. That's true. Very mm-hmm. true. And right now you're our fleet manager and operations manager. So you, you kind of have a dual role where you do two different things, but they're both for the transportation department. Yes. Can, can you describe what, what that actually means? What is a fleet manager and what's an operations manager for our transportation program? As a, as a fleet manager, um, I'm in charge of the vehicles. I'm in charge of, uh, you know, ordering the tires, uh, getting them to the mechanic place, getting whatever needs to be fixed on them, staying on top so that our drivers are out there driving a, a vehicle with everything that's working, um, getting vendors, you know, getting out there and making sure we have vendors to, if we have a breakdown, where we can actually uh, take these vehicles to. As an operations manager, I supervise uh, drivers still, and I do the training with the wheelchairs, walkers, um, any type of training that the drivers need. I I try to help them out with everything because I drove when I came here. I was a driver, so that gives me the insight and knowing what their drivers go through daily and what we can struggle with as drivers uh, as far as tying down wheelchairs and that. And then, of course, I teach uh, uh, CPR and defensive driving also. And there's a certain time of the year, I guess you could say, where as a fleet manager, we have uh, vehicles that we auction off. Uh, as a matter of fact, this year we had one of our vendors, which is uh, Autotech Martin. He bought several vehicles and what he did with those vehicles was he donated them to a lot of the people that he knew that were needing uh, vehicles with a ramp that were needing that had wheelchair uh, family members. So that was something awesome in his behalf. Yeah, that that's amazing to, to think he took his own money to buy those vehicles and then took his time and money to to pay for the the parts and the repair that needed done it's amazing and i've seen some of those tracks buses or those vans around town without the logos i know i see them too and i'm like who's driving that van so fast but i forget that we auctioned them off the drivers in other counties were awesome also when it came to our auction because there was a lot of clients that wanted to know when we were going to auction the vehicles and some of them were bought they would they bought actually two or three you know just to have and because they had family members that you know uh, have a wheelchair and we're needing an, uh, AD, uh, a vehicle with the access of a yeah, ramp. Some of those vehicles with the ramp are really expensive. So yes, it's, they are. it's, it's nice to be able to get those at a, at a lower cost. Mm-hmm. And for our listeners, um, what does it actually mean that when you auction vehicles off, is it, 
is it vehicles that, that are being retired? Is it vehicles that, that need work? What? Well, actually, our vehicles, um, they're being retired already. We've had them for so long, and uh, so we get a new fleet. We just got a, a new fleet, and we actually went with something a little bo- more like an oversized van, uh, which works, I think, a lot better. Um, and also... Uh, with the vans, there you were limited to how many people you could transport. And with these vehicles that we have now, we're able to either transport more clients or, or two wheelchair clients. And so um, and they're awesome now, these new vehicles. So I've seen them. They, they, they look really nice. Yes, they and, do. But, yes, it, for our listeners, um, how would they find out about if, if we're having auctions? Um, do we post it on our website or where we could actually this be found post out? it on the website? And uh, I believe that it's I think that it's posted also on the uh, the, the paper, the Lamisa paper. But I think it's basically more on the website. OK. And um, yeah, I know it's a good good thing in the, our vehicles since we do travel so many miles every single month. They, they are utilized, but they're also very well taken care of. Yes. Uh Diane and her staff make sure that that those vehicles are serviced when they need to be and repairs are made. So just something to think about if you're you're looking down the road to buy a, a vehicle for a family member, especially those those vehicles that have the the wheelchair capability, it makes it makes yes. it easier and and I think that's that's a great opportunity. Yes, and like I said, the drivers help out a lot because it's a word of mouth. The clients are like, "When are y'all going to auction these vehicles?" And so, I mean, it's just a constant question being asked. And so, uh, we were very lucky. I think this last time that we had about thirty three vehicles to auction off. So, and we were so excited to get the new ones. <laughs> <laughs> So um, your typical day as an operations manager and fleet manager, I know you kind of described uh, having to keep track of all the vehicles, find vendors, and make sure that, that we're, we're providing the service that we should. Um, what does your day look like as an operations manager, supervising drivers? I know you cover drivers in different cities, and then uh, the, those vehicles are also all lo- located all over the place. Well, I would like to say that it's a typical day, but it's full of surprises. A lot of times I could get a call at uh, 6, 7 o'clock in the morning. Uh, somebody's, um, like one time I had this uh, driver call me at 6 o'clock in the morning with a client and said that uh, they were parked at McDonald's and somebody was weed eating and a rock hit the window and broke the window. So a lot of times it's, it's just, you just never know. And uh, I have more help now, which makes it a lot better because now I have Rudy as my assistant. And so he helps me out a lot and Maureen does too. And then we just kind of put our heads together, me and Rudy, and think, okay, so what what can we do? Do we need to take a vehicle over there? Or there's times that I'm, I'm, I'm about to clock out and all of a sudden I get a call from a driver. I've had a blowout. What do I do? I have a client. And so uh, it gets pretty exciting then I'm like okay well I was thinking I was just gonna go home but it it just depends um like I said um there's three of us that are on call so a lot of times if the on-call can't get a hold of a driver because a client is canceling then we have to figure out a way how to get a hold of that driver to let them know so I wish I could say there are days that I mean I can just come to work and say oh it's gonna be a slow day but then all of a sudden you don't never know. I mean, it's, they're just full of surprises. 
Sounds like it. Very, <laughs> very surprising day sometimes. And and I know with, with having drivers all over the place, it's it can be a challenge, but it's also rewarding. I know our drivers are the the front line. They're they're there every single day to help our our clients and transport them wherever they need, yes. uh, wherever they need to be. So, for, from your, um, I know you you hire and supervise drivers. What what would you say if to somebody that was thinking about becoming a driver? What would you tell them? This job as a driver, I mean, I know that. It can be hard, especially right now with the pandemic. I know it's hard. Uh, some people are, are scared and that. But um, when you come on board as a driver, you have to be a caring person. You have to be able to to put up with a lot of the things that happen. Um, I always tell a driver, you're going to have your good clients that are going to get in and be all happy, hunky-dory. Then you're going to have the ones that are mad at the world. And I think a lot of times I always tell the drivers that we don't know what people are going through. And when we arrive or we transport them, you know, sometimes I think they feel like if we are not a person that says good morning when we pick them up or, you know, just try to be a little bit sensible to them, you know, to where we understand kind of what they're going through, then your day is not going to go good, you know, because they're going to think you're mad at them, whatever. So I always say just smile because a lot of people are not morning people. And so when they go pick up somebody, they might not even say good morning. And so it's an impression. The drivers are the face of the transportation, in other words, of WTO when they're out there. The clients meet them first before they meet any of us. And so, I mean, being a driver is a special job because I know sometimes they might not think it, but at the end of the day, um, when you transport a client to the clinic, to their job, to the grocery store, you should feel like you accomplished something, which you did. You know, I was a driver. I drove, and I guess that's why I can understand what they go through daily, Uh, but like I said, I had my good days and I had my bad days. And uh, it's an awesome job. It is. It is. And you've worked with us for many years. Yes. Um, what's something you wish you would have known before you started working for us? Well, like I said, back in, in 93, um, I came and got my GED and that. And then, of course, before that, when I uh, used to just volunteer when my kids were in Head Start, I, I wish I would have known something that maybe I could have even been employed then, maybe been a teacher or substitute teacher or something, because I enjoy that. I, I enjoy hands-on. Uh, I have fun with uh, teaching the CPR, the defensive driving. I also teach for Head Start, the CPR classes and that. And I even do the, sometimes I get called like to Andrews to do a class for the families for CPR. So I enjoy all the, the medical field. Like I said, I mean, I started here a long time ago, but back in 2007, I went back to school. I always think you're not told to get all that education. And I went back to school and, be, and I uh, became a dental assistant. And so I left there for a while, but then I came back. And when I came back, I became I came back as a dispatcher slash supervisor slash driver. So in this job, you never wear one hat. No, no. we <laughs> Even myself, I think I wear 20 hats every single day. That's yes. a good point. Be, be flexible. And eventually it it's a rewarding place to work for. You get to see how we help our clients firsthand, yes. and um, every program is a little bit different. But. Yes. 
And what's what's some advice you would give somebody? I know you said you had four four kids, and yes, if you were sitting with somebody today and they just graduated high school, and they asked you, what's some advice you would give me? Since I'm just about to start entering the workforce, with your experience, what advice would you give somebody? Never give up. Never give up on what you think you are not able to do. I mean, I look at myself now, you know, and who would have thought that I I did, like I said, I I worked as a housekeeper when I was young. I was a single mom, very young. I did housekeeping. I did ironing. I did everything. And, uh, you know, it's just the point that you have to kind of realize what it is you want to do in life and what you're going to be good at. If you go and get a job because of the money, you might not even be happy. But a lot of times you're happy at a job when, without even making that kind of money. And I, I felt like that when I started working here because when I worked at Sage, I was making a lot more money than when I started working here. And so I've learned a lot and I, I love my job. That's a good point where it's always good to try different things, even yes. volunteering Yes, um, to kind of get your foot in the door at a few places and see what the atmosphere is like. And I, I think I think you made a very good point where not always just look at that paycheck. And yes, yes. paychecks are very important. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if you're not happy and if you're counting down how many minutes or hours you have left in the day, it just it makes you miserable. So yes. I, I think that's a very, very mm-hmm. good point. And I know as as everything changes in the transportation world and even with you um, training CPR and training uh, defensive driving and everything else that you do, what are some good places that you found some resources that may help somebody to learn more about what's out there? As as the operations manager, um, I did a lot of research on the Internet. You know, I researched, I did a lot of training uh, because of the fact that we do transport clients in wheelchairs and all of that. I want to make sure that the training I'm giving the drivers is something that I've also learned. So you have to research, you have to research everything. And uh, like I said, also as a fleet manager, I do a lot of research on vehicles and stuff. And so, I mean, those are things that I need to know. As a fleet manager, I need to know those things. So you've got to really do your researching and, and go with your resources. It's amazing how technology has evolved over the years. I still remember having to pull out a encyclopedia or something yes. to, to do some research. <laughs> and now you can pretty much find anything whatsoever on the Internet. Yes, so when our Internet is down, what do we do? It makes things crazy. <laughs> yes. And then, of course, I mean, Brian, uh, I mean, you've been a lot of help, too. Um, I know that we pull you left and right and everywhere, but I know when my drivers call me from other counties something about the Internet, I'm like, Brian, <laughs> <laughs> And uh, on the next episode, you'll get to learn a little bit about me, what I do and what 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 Diane is talking about. Um, <laughs> my job, I have so many hats that I wear, and we'll talk about that on the next episode. But um, Diane's going to join us again and, and kind of flip the sw- or flip the table on me. She's going to interview yes. me, so that's going to be a little bit different. Mm-hmm. But um, I know you've been here quite some time. I've said this several times, but what is is there somebody who has been influential in your career? Um, I know you've came across a lot of people have worked with different, different companies, different, different individuals. Is there anybody that comes to the top of your mind that has been 
a great influence on your career? Well, first of all, I was grateful to, you know, get the opportunity to come on board when Janet hired me. Uh, I still remember our interview, and there was something that she had asked me, and I always remember that, and it was about if I was uh, if I was driving, and all of a sudden we we had a breakdown, and you know some of the the clients were uh, thirsty or what 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 would I do in that situation? I said, well, give them some water. She said, where are you going to get the water from? I said, I guess I'll carry a gallon of water with me, and I'll always remember that. And so I'm very grateful that she gave me the opportunity opportunity to come on board on West Texas Opportunities and be a driver. And then, of course, when I started working here as a driver, uh, Elda was my supervisor, and she was awesome. I mean, she uh, she was always there for us, you know, whatever we needed. And, and she was the type that sometimes I thought she's picking on me, but she would push me to do little things that, you know, I thought, oh, I can't do this. I can't do it. I'm going to I'm going to make a mistake. And then at the end of the day, she'd say, you did good. And so, you know, that and then, of course, Karen for giving me the opportunity when when they did her and Jenny to be the operations manager before I became the fleet operations manager. Um, so it is good when when you have these people that actually believe in you and count on you to 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 perform the job right. And, and I try my best. I give it the 100 percent. I'm a team player. And I guess, you know, I guess I'd have to say them, I guess, Janet and. Karen and Elda and, of course, Jenny for giving us the opportunity, you know, to be here, you know, to, to do our job. And I have a couple of questions left, and that was a great answer. Thank you so much. And I know all those people have, have influenced my career as well, and, and you'll learn a little bit more about me on the next episode. But um, our mission statement, every episode that we do, we always circle back around to our our mission statement and just as a reminder, our mission statement is to ease the limitations of poverty by investing in families to improve their quality of life. Mm-hmm. And with your job, how do you feel that our mission statement aligns with what you do every single day for us at West Texas Opportunities? Well, that would actually fall uh, more in our transportation program because we do and we used to before, of course, right now we, we can't, but we would transport clients to come to their appointments, you know, to meet with the caseworkers. Uh, a lot of times we help them when they don't have uh, the fundings to go to a doctor's appointment. Uh, we give them a reduced rate, you know, and so that helps them out a lot. Um, and like I said, our transportation, when we, we take them where they need to be at. And my last question for you is, do you have any, I know you've, you've worked for the transportation program for many years and you've seen many clients. Is there any stories that, that kind of come to the top of your mind that maybe the average, the average employee that maybe works for another program or even somebody in the community that doesn't know about transportation that, that maybe they would like to know about? Is there any stories that come to mind? Well, um, I have many stories, <laughs> but I guess I would just have to say that um, when I was driving, and this is a funny one because uh, I, I started, like I said, I started driving here and, and working here, and there was a, a real hectic day that I had had that day, and I was the only driver here in town. And uh, so my last client was like at 445. 
and I'll always remember this because, you know, I tell the drivers at the end of the day, you're like, wow, this was a day. I earned my money today. Well, that day um, I had picked up the client and, and I was tired. I was just tired. And uh, I picked up our client. And back then we didn't have uh, cell phones or any way how to communicate. It was by CB radios. So at that time, I think all the drivers were basically coming in. And I had picked up my client and... Uh, uh, you had to report where you were going because back then you had to write everything down. And so I picked up the client and uh, I asked her where we were going, where she needed to go. And she said uh, she needed to go to Twilight Electrics. So then I get on the CB radio and I said, okay, we're heading to the Twilight Zone. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew I'd had a, a hard day. I could hear all the drivers just coming in and laughing. Uh, but um, no, I guess that was one of the things that happened to me when I was a driver. Uh, but other than that, it, it is good at the end of the day when you transport clients and, and we do all our training and, and we get everything accomplished, we get vehicles fixed. I guess I could say we could all say we, we've done our job uh, the best way we could and we should pat ourselves on the back. I always tell the drivers, you know, I'm always here. We're always here. Me and Paula, we're here for whatever y'all need. And, uh, they call me at any time. They're always like, well, I don't want you to be upset because I called you at this hour. I'm like, nope, uh, I'm not. Let's hear what you got to say. But I'm a people person, and, and I enjoy. I enjoy. I've enjoyed being a driver, and I'm enjoying being a, a fleet manager. And like I said, having the help of Rudy and Maureen right now is awesome. Uh, I can actually take some time off and not be worried about who's going to call me because uh, – I have my two assistants that, that help me. So, Well, thank you for coming in. Uh, we've learned a lot about you, and I think you've given some great advice for, for somebody that is joining the workforce and uh, kind of shed a little bit of light on what the transportation program does and mm -hmm. what, what you do every single day. But thank you for coming in. I know you do an amazing job for us. And oh, I try we're to all, believe me. We're all happy to have you <laughs> as part of, part of our team, but thank you for coming in again. Well, thank you for having me. You're welcome. And until next time, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, the next episode, uh, you'll get to learn a little bit about me. Diane's going to come in and do an interview with me. So um, I hope everybody has a great day. And as a reminder, brand new episodes always come out Friday at um, eight o'clock in the morning. So please subscribe. If you subscribe on Apple Podcasts at eight o'clock in the morning, it's going to download automatically to your phone. So Otherwise, you can go to apple or anchor.fm forward slash WTO. Have a great day, everybody.